Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. What's poppin' everybody? Hello and welcome to Popcorn Culture. My name is Ben Carlin and I am your host. Here with me today is my brother Jay, who will be in every episode. Co-host of the show. Let me just say, Ben, you came in real hot on that. What's poppin' everybody? You think I was you think I had like a, an extra bit of flair today? I think you I think you're uh yeah, you were throwing some heat, man. I feel like you're also on your game today. You, you think want, so? You wanna know why? Why is that? Because you were just like co-host here, and then you immediately dove into just, something. It was I like even found were, a way to say the intro. You were like ready and super psyched like yeah. i'm in i'm ready I'm, here we I'm go we're it. rolling the thing is though okay i i got a really fantastic piece of feedback in the uh, popcorn culture email okay over the weekend where somebody okay. was like hey ben ben how about this how about this let him be let him be the co-host but you are the master host oh no no what are we doing here the master host. <laughs> master host. <laughs> and i was like yes yes oh my god that goodness. just played into my vanity extremely well <laughs> Okay, this is, I'm not going to let that slide. I think we're just both co-hosts of the show. But something that uh, our dad used to have to do a lot when we were growing up was um, MC a lot of events. Yes, he did. This was, this was like one of those things that I think maybe was so common growing up that like you, it didn't maybe like fully register that not everyone's parents like we're doing that right you know like it was like we would go and we would run a 5k yeah like with the family and then like our dad was the guy who was like up you know in front of the thing reading off the awards right because typically you know the tv station he worked for was one of the sponsors for the run and as part of their obligation they had to provide on-air talent to do the reward to do the award ceremony at yes. the end yes yep yeah so anyway, anyway, he was the MC. Um, and what what do you think MC stands for, or is otherwise how it is otherwise spelled? Is it not just the letters 
MC. Well, see, this is where I got confused because I always understood MC to mean master of ceremonies. Okay. And that's, I, the, that's that, the M and the C. That I, would, I didn't have that as like a, <clears throat> a, a piece of information to pluck off the top of my brain. Yeah. But now that you say it, I did know it somewhere. Right. Like, like it's one of those memories that hasn't like faded into like a, a gray cloud of dust with Bing Bong. Right. It's like, yes. It's like maybe down there, but it's, it's there. Not, it's not gone yet. I know MC now. Phew, just got something right back, back up to it's, HQ. Right up to HQ. Someone's they're like, looking at it, they're like, yeah, MC, we learned this. Right. Right, right, right. Right. But okay, so then I I always was like, yeah, MC stands for Master of Ceremonies. But I've seen it spelled out before, E-M-C-E-E, as like its own word. An actual abomination. Like like it is transcended Master of Ceremonies and it's just become, you're the MC. That is the abominable snowman of words. I agree. I don't like that at all. I think M period, C period. Hard stop. Like if you're MCing an event. Yeah, you're doing yeah. the letters. Yeah, you're doing the letters. You're not, you haven't become this that E-M-C-E-E. Would, that would be like if you're at your wedding and you hire someone to play music and that person was the D-E-E-J-A-Y. That's exactly what, oh my gosh, what a fantastic parallel. Thank you, thank you, yeah, thank you. Yeah, yeah. D-E-E-J-A-Y. Yeah, this is our DJ. It's our DJ. I'm afraid not. Yeah, no, no. that's that's unacceptable yeah. in, in every manner of the way. Actually, speaking of words, we, we committed some... Uh, horrific acts of pluralism in one of our recent episodes in a pluralism? of pluralism of pluralism. And we were, we were sent a message from one Andrew, uh, I believe last name spelled K U K O R way to maybe mess up a name in the middle of explaining how we messed up other words. Precisely. Yeah. And I, I expect follow up <laughs> from Andrew on this very thing being okay. like here, here is the, the phonetic pronunciation of, of my last name, but there, there were a couple of things that we did incorrectly and he, he felt like if it was not corrected, uh, ASAP, it was going to, it was going to really become a problem. Is that, um, a Y S A P. Oh, I see what you're doing there. I do. Yeah. Like you're, you're like spelling out ASAP way too long. (laughs) Also ridiculous. I would be furious if I saw somebody do that. Um, but the, the first one, and I did not know this and I'm sure plenty of people do it. It's like, that's not a fun fact, but I thought that it was, uh, is Lego. Okay. What about Lego? Lego is the plural Lego. Oh, it's like deer. It's like deer. Yeah. It's like, and I believe we were talking about your son and mega blocks and the acceptable age range in which you are allowed to have mega blocks before you now need to. wait. Now wait, is it mega blocks or mega block? Let's go with mega block. I- Oh, okay. If if Lego if Lego is just Lego, then Mega Block must just be Mega Block. It's the only way for unless, my brain to unless the brand name is literally Mega Blocks, in which case, even were it but a singular Mega Blocks, you'd say, "Can you hand me that Mega Blocks?" Right? Is it oh, backwards? I see, oh, I see what you're saying. Oh. It could be backwards, and that oh is my almost gosh. better. So, Hold like, on. if you need, it, oh, I love that. I love that. I'm that looking is, it that up. is a better explanation for it. So, if you have a single brick, it is a Mega Blocks. A single. Okay. The the logo. For Mega Blocks is M E G A B L O K S. So as far as I'm concerned, a singular brick of Mega Blocks toys, you would still say, "Can you hand me that Mega Blocks?" But if you needed a pile of Lego, you'd say, "Can you hand me all of those Lego?" Yes. Oh wow. Yes. We have learned what interesting. I love it. I love I, it. I, I mean, it, it is. This feels like the exact right way. It does. To like really like stick it to the. Uh, cubular man it it sounds very much like whoever came second was like no 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 i'm fixing your mistake yes yes yeah okay but no so but andrew was like here's the thing like people say legos all the time but it is nowhere nowhere will you see legos like the like the actual it's kind of like one of those um 
Mandela effects where I think people think the brand name is Legos. Oh, but it's not. It's just it is it's just, just Lego. It is just Lego. It's just Lego. And, Interesting. And it is also the plural. Pl- yeah. Plural. Um, so there was that. And then the other one is one of uh, it's a popcorn culture favorite word. And we no, no. We, we did. We stumbled into a, a tiny little uh, oopsie daisies. Uh, it's the word phenomenon. Phenomenon. Yeah. But the plural of phenomenon is not phenomenons. No. It's phenomena. It's phenomena. Yeah. So it's phenomena. actually it's one of those like rare examples where the plural version is actually fewer letters than the singular version of it. That is surprising. It's like more efficient and and means more. Yes. Yes. So the phenomena. Okay. Phenomenon. Does anyone else do that? Uh, I think I try to avoid that jingle at all costs. Oh, I'm sorry. Because of the horrible earworminess of it. It it is. It is aggressive. (laughs) So annoying. And the problem is it's not one. It's like the phenomena. Like, like you got to like once you hear it, like I always have to say the whole thing out loud in the voice. Oh, I see. uh, Like that's the only way to like remove it. Yeah, this is I've I have always struggled with this when something gets stuck in my head, which for me is just at all times basically like christmas songs so oh, like no anybody who works with us can confirm that like it'll be like july 3rd and i will be like whistling jingle bells mm-hmm. you know and it's just sort of like but it's not just jingle bells it's like a variety of other christmas songs and it's just like i i don't know i i constantly go to these there's a weird effect with christmas songs because where other music that you like like you know pop music is always changing and like what's the hot song right now will change and like next uh march a different song will be the most popular song oh yeah sure next december you're gonna listen to the same 50 songs again like around christmas time there's only like 50 christmas songs oh i see what what you're saying like so like year in year out you are consistently coming back to the same songs right yeah yeah that's a very good point yeah it's, it's very rare for a new christmas song to be added to like the like this is now a part of the core lineup of like well-known songs right like and not not that new versions don't become popular but they're still the same songs right it's not like next year you're gonna have a, a new version of taylor swift's you know latest popular songs just that one's gonna be old there will be new songs so every year all the other music shuffles around but christmas music is like no no every year you will continue to get the same 50 songs from us and so like year in year out of course it's it almost makes sense that of course that's always in your head because it's not really that long especially a lot of people start listening and you know pre-december and some people like through the new year to christmas songs i mean that's over a 12 like every 12 years you've basically spent about a year listening to christmas music goodness gracious you know when you look at it like that that's kind of absurd right yeah interesting interesting mm-hmm. so i mean maybe it's no surprise then these particular songs it's like guys these are the classics i listen to these songs every year right yeah it's like you want to talk about you, classic 80s rock bands whatever these songs have they've they've stood the test of time they've stood the, and that's a thing oh my gosh i remember in high school i i want to i think I was ahead of the curve on realizing this. Like this was, I mean, I talk about it all the time. Like that idea of what is popular now that like way in the future will have stood the test of time and like is still relevant or like was a a notable art piece. Yeah. The same is true. Like I remember going to high school with like, you know, that, that sort of group of guys who were like really, really, really particular that like the best music is like ACDC, Led Zeppelin, um, 
Metallica, uh, Nirvana, like th- like these are like like these. This is music, right? Like this is what it means to understand music. Uh, Black Sabbath, you know, like that type of stuff. Yeah. And I remember thinking, like, you know, it's really funny because like this this is all music like from before any of these guys were born for the most part, like this stuff predates you entirely. So what it probably means is that like your parents were the ones that likely introduced it to you because it probably was the relevant music to them as they were sort of going through that like very formative time of their life, like where, where music is attached to you right? in the same way that I feel like nineties music is very attached like to me, like in a lot of ways I look at nineties music as like, like that was kind of like my childhood. Like, you know, you've got like, you know, NSYNC, Backstreet Boys, Green Day, uh, like Lincoln Park, you know, like a lot of those types of bands. And I remember thinking at the time, like, It'll be interesting because I bet someday people will refer to those bands as like, now this is real music because it will will be like the music that has now stood the test of time again and predates them entirely. Right. You know, so if you were born in the 2000s, then like you weren't alive, like during like the peak of. Yeah. Whatever. Britney and InSync and stuff. Right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And so, I mean, I, there, there's probably a, a little bit of a difference if you were to like really delve into, and I'm sure Ethan, our editor, who's like a big um, audiophile is going to be like maybe pulling his hair out, but maybe not. Sometimes, sometimes I underestimate uh, what, or overestimate. I don't even know what the right way to describe this would be. Sometimes I'm wrong about how Ethan will, will react to some of my takes. On oh, music. okay. Um, but I think there's probably something technically if you were to go into the music as to like what is more complicated what is a better expression of the art itself yeah it's, it's so weird because music is often so tied to like the um you know what whatever is in part of the social zeitgeist of the day oh good word good word oh thank you thank you and so you know a lot of like rock music is like you know against the man and it's like i think that was part of the period of the 80s and like that's sort of what like rock music embodies and that was the spirit of like the people then and then it's just like that's not what people care about right now so of course the rock music can't be the same sort of thing that's a fair point plus like the sort of intersection of like technology and music at that time whereas like today you have like tons of electronic sort of sounds right in a lot of popular songs whereas back then it was like very much using instruments on stage sort of thing exactly yeah. right so yeah the the and the thing is too is that it's like just because you were able to manipulate more like digital sounds doesn't make you any less of a like a musical artist it's just sure a, it like it's just it's, a different skill it's a different skill it's a different yeah. kind of instrument and i think that there's certainly a lot of nostalgia that always goes back to that sort of like very core analog version of like the physical instrument itself Right. And and like, like what that represents in terms of like your musical mastery. Yeah. Whatever. Um, But okay. Well, this actually segues really nicely into a conversation that I think is just so interesting myself, but uh, in the, in the same vein as sort of like what music is the type of music that each generation might regard as like the real stuff um, is what will our generation, like as we age through life, what will it look like? for retirement for us because like right now i I, at any given point in time i am 150 percent sure that our grandpa jack is not playing xbox oh yeah like that's not a thing he's not he is not he is not pc gaming he's not playing minecraft on Mm -mm. his days off like he like i am so absolutely certain that that is not how he is using his downtime but we are part of a generation that will have grown up 
you know, with video games and there's, there's constantly like, you know, you were, you were a kid through a portion of it where basically like you might be looking at Christmas and birthdays for the potential to get new video games. Like your ability to expand your experience with it is very limited by like effectively what your parents will buy you for the most part. I right. would have to imagine. Yeah. Um, maybe barring like free free gaming that is available because I'm, I'm pretty sure like Fortnite is free it's yeah like the most popular game ever anyway <laughs> um but moving on from that though you sort of like age up into this period of time like where where maybe you do have money but then like maybe like less time and so like now you could go out and buy a console if you want to but you also have just like go to work all day yeah <sighs> and so what i what i'm so curious about and video games is just a, a very strong uh i think relatable example of this particular idea but it is like what will retirement look like for us? Because I, I could so imagine there being this like massive gaming community that just absolutely erupts in a way that is like otherwise unprecedented, unprecedented throughout history, which is us, our generation reaching the age 65, 70, right. somewhere in that range. And all of a sudden you've just got this huge wave of people who have loved video games their whole life, who now have financial access likely to most of those games and tons of free time, tons of free time. Yeah. Like is, is there an argument to be made for like the, the potential for most pro gamers to actually come like from senior citizen status. Right. I can see, I can totally see a situation where something like that happens and it's just like this very weird like switch up because you're like, I don't, I mean, the, the only thing that really holds me back on that is that who knows what the technology will look like in uh you know another 30 years like uh, will it be sitting in front of a tv with a controller will it be sitting there with a mouse and keyboard or will it be so deep into vr that like that you've grown so like you've um like uh the technology has outpaced your ability to adapt to it and you're just like stuck in your ways and th that is an extremely good example yeah. too yeah because and again like going back to like our grandpa jack for an example like i would be willing to bet that all of the things that he is now doing in his retirement are extremely different from like what his grandfather did in his retirement i would agree with that as well but this is another thing though is that i don't think I eat, even if that's true, even if the, the technology has outpaced it, a thing about video games that's always true is the like um, nostalgia factor. Like retro game, retro gaming is sort of always in. Okay. And so I can see a situation where there's like a renaissance of you know Xbox and PS4 and you know Nintendo Switch at some point in the future where all of like the consoles of your youth are now like. You're, you're still able to play those games and be really good at them. Yes. Because, like, some games, you know, even from the, like, the 80s are still just really popular. They still have, like, professional tournament. You can go to a Street Fighter 2 tournament, you know, today. Sure, 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 sure. We're and, like, yeah, like, you're literally talking about, like, a yeah. super dated game. I mean, for that matter, I think we, like, you and I talk about, like, Diablo a lot, which is a game that I consistently go back to, despite the fact that it is certainly aged past its its prime. <laughs> for but now. One of the other mind-blowing things to me about us having that conversation is we were, we were reflecting on the release of Diablo 3 back in 2012 and the mental realization that next year is 2022 and it will have been 10 years since that game came out. Oh, that's crazy. It is crazy. Yeah. Like, so in a lot of ways, and, and it's very possible there's still a robust community of people playing that particular game. I don't know. But um, 
in, in a lot of ways, like that's that itself is becoming a rather like dated thing. And, and in my mind, it feels like it's so recent. It just came like, out. Yeah, it just it just came out. It just yeah. like I think that there's been like talk of like people are like, do you think there will be a Diablo four? And I'm like, Diablo three just can't guys. Look, come on, let's give it a minute. No, you know? like, no. In the same announcement where they announced um, the Diablo two remastering, they also announced Diablo four. No, I, I understand. Okay. Yeah, okay. I do yeah. know that. I'm aware of that information. But the the for me, it feels like it feels so rushed. It's like, oh, was Diablo 3 that big of a flop that they were like, we got to get four out like as soon as possible. We need to put this in our past. Yeah, no, it's been 10 years. It's been, it's been 10 years. It's like, oh, oh okay. Uh, well, hmm. That being said, it felt like when we were kids, like the idea of Diablo 3 coming out was like, it's going to be ready next year. And then it was like, it, well, actually, it's not going to be ready until 2012. And you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. So it took forever. That was the other thing. It felt like Diablo 3 got pushed back and back and back. It was highly anticipated. It was highly anticipated. And yeah. then now what we were expecting. Not what we were expecting. Not what we were expecting. Still anyway, fun game, yeah. but not not a great recreation of Diablo 2, which is right. what you wanted. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Which I, is I, what we're getting. Eventually, the people watching us are going to be like, guys, we get it. We get, you, we're going to have to add Diablo <laughs> 2 reference to the, uh, to no, the, to the bingo card. To the bingo card, for yeah. sure. That, that has to be that good. That has addition. to be in there. Anyway, let's let's take a transition now because oh. I, I feel like, you know, we got to we gotta get away from Diablo 2. People are like, we've heard it. We've been there, guys. We yeah. know how you feel about it. Yeah. Um, okay. Also from uh, Andrew, who had sent us our corrections about pluralities, okay, um, was a corny joke. Is plurality is the right word. You know, it's I keep saying it. Yeah, and I I love it actually. Plurality. I mean, I think it's probably like plurals. Plural. Well, plurality has its own meaning. Oh, does it? Yeah. So am I just using effective like the whole the wrong word entirely? Right. So like, if does you, it mean like the side of a barn? So that's a plurality. No, a plurality is like when you it's like the majority when there's not a majority. So like if you had a situation where you had a vote between four people or something, and forty percent of the vote went to one person, and then thirty, and then twenty, and then ten. Yes. Like no one has a majority, right? Because oh, no one's over fifty. Right. But the person with the forty percent has the plurality. Oh. Yeah, Man, you learn something new every there day. There you go. Thank I you learned that. that. I learned that in a freshman year math in at Radford University, and I was like, "This is my. This is one of the best words I've ever learned." I'm I love that. This yeah, core memory. Core. This it is great. Stays in headquarters. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> At all times. Me, oh my gosh, my first this I I get this is one of those like what what what's a memory that lives rent free in your brain that yes. like embarrasses you? My first day of this math class, this like I feel such shame about it because I uh arrived at this class and it was like the first, you know, it's like the first week of school or something. And I am like sitting there and even though like the, the way I understood it was that like Tuesday, Thursday classes are like 90 minute classes because you oh. only go twice a week. Sure. And then your Monday, Wednesday, Friday classes are like um, regular 45 minute classes or something. Sure. Because you're only because you're there for three days a week. Right. Or whatever. Right. So this was on I think it was it was on a, it was on a Wednesday. So in my mind, this should be a short class. But instead, it was actually it was actually a 90 minute class. Okay. So, but I didn't know that. So I get in there and this guy is going on. He's just like a very kind of dull teacher. No offense. I don't know who you are anymore, but I was just like wow, bored out. out. I was like very bored in the class. I hadn't learned about pluralities yet. Yeah. You know, <laughs> and it gets to be like five minutes after 45 minutes into the class. You know, I'm like, okay, you can dismiss us now. And, you know, suddenly it's like 10 minutes later and then 15 minutes. Later, I'm like getting like angry. It's like, <laughs> like wrap like, it like, up. Dude, you are keeping the whole class here forever. And I was like, I feel like I was noticeably like making like just like 
angry. I was emanating anger into the classroom, and I feel like I feel like people could feel it. Oh, I feel like man. people were like noticing, like this guy, he's getting frustrated about something. I don't know what's going on over there. <laughs> I don't know why he's so uh, mad. Yeah, yeah. Like, guys, just trying to explain what, what a plurality is. <laughs> no. Let him get there. <laughs> it will be worth it. Rest is sure. I remember just leaving, just thinking like I cannot believe he held the class for like an entire extra hour or something. You know? Yes, yes. You by the end of it, you must have been like, like. What what just happened? Like what is going why on? Is why is nobody else happening? Exactly. That was the yeah. thing. I was like, why is no one else like like saying anything? Why is no one like freaking out about this? And I'm like, am I maybe I'm just I don't know. And then it was like one of those things where like later on, I or like, you know, quickly, maybe the next day or two days later, I realized that I was just completely wrong. The class is just long. Right, right, <laughs> yeah. right, right. And it was just one of those like, you you know, you know, leave feeling so self-righteous and so like, I am so right about this and my anger is so justified. And you're just like, no, it's like, I was very wrong. Ooh, and you're like, you're like grasping at any situation where like, how could I, can I spin this into correct to me not being in the wrong? No, I was wrong in every direction here. <sighs> uh, and it's just, I feel so bad for like the, I, I feel like at a few points he like looked up at me or something and I was just sitting there like on my desk. Like, like, yeah, like, like, like uh, I've got like my backpack on my desk. Like, I'm ready to, you know, let's go. Let's go. Right, right, right. <laughs> yes, yes. Oh my god, I cannot uh, even begin to imagine this because yeah. you always seem like such like like such a such a like good student. I mean, I I did very well in the class. I you know, um, not to brag, not to not to brag or anything, but I still remember what pluralities are. There so. we there we go. Here we are. Like <laughs> how many years later? This is two thousand six. Yeah, yeah. So like fifteen years. Yeah. Look, I'm so impressed. That's, wow. That's like basically it's a it's a plurality of your life. But sometimes. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> well, it's not a majority of your life, so I mean. No, but yeah, it's just a minority then, no, right? No, yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, because the majority would be the remaining years that I between. I'll get it eventually. Okay. Don't you worry. <laughs> don't you worry. How about now for a corny joke as a nice, happy little transition? Okay. Uh, okay. So again, this this one comes from uh, Andrew, who who reminded us about plurals. Um, his question was, "What should you sell a dead battery for?" What should you sell a dead battery for? Yeah. Um, it doesn't feel like you could get almost anything for a dead battery. You know, you're almost exactly correct. Yeah. Nothing. Nothing. It's free of charge. Oh, because oh, oh, battery see, you know, charge. Uh, yeah, uh, I got uh, it. Uh, uh, it's free of charge. Thank, this you is so, hilarious. thank you so much, Andrew. What if you, you guys want to offer any submissions for the corny joke each week, you can do that by uh, emailing them to popcornculturepod at gmail.com or finding us over on Reddit. I do appreciate that. Mm-hmm. All of the recommendations. I think I'm just going to exclusively pull uh, pull these from, from the audience going forward. So. Yeah. It's been making things much, much easier. Moving out of that into everybody else's next favorite segment, a fun fact about coyotes. I noticed that you're wearing a coyote t-shirt. You know, we won last night. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, were the, you were the boys? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay, so uh, after- Were you I, watching? I was not watching. Uh, actually, you told me about it. <laughs> Um, a- after the discovery that there is in fact an NHL team, the Coyotes, the mm. very first thing that I did was promptly go to, uh, like the NHL shop.com or something, uh, and bought a Coyotes t-shirt and was like, boom, it showed up and Alice was just like this. What is this? Like, like what isn't, th- this like, is life. This must've been a mistake. Yeah. And I was like, Alice, this is Coyotes. This is my team. Yeah. This is the boys. <laughs> you don't know. You don't know. Okay. I, I, I'm a long time 
Arizona Coyote fan. I, I need to learn a, a a player's name. You do. I need to learn one. I'm gonna look up. I'm gonna look up a player right now. Are you real? We can like, identify you like a player from the Rangers or right. something, and I, I go on to try to get a jersey for Coyote. that one year that Wayne Gretzky played for the the Coyotes. That would be that's um, not a real fact. Amazing. I don't. Yeah. Or is it bad? No. Uh, here we go. Here we go. Present Arizona, Arizona, Arizona Coyote right wing, Phil Kessel. Phil Kessel, I, you know what? I've been thinking it for years though. Phil Kessel is in line for MVP. I will say in this photo, he's wearing what looks like a Pittsburgh Penguin jersey. So I'm thinking maybe he got transferred and is only a recent addition to the team. Well, that's because he's so good. Who's the goal? It's all, you know what? Goaltender is always a good. Let's see. Darcy Kemper. Darcy Kemper. Darcy Kemper. Kemper and Kessel. There you go. Kemper and it's, Kessel. It's that uh it's the it's the alliterative nature that that makes them such a dynamic duo. Exactly. Despite the fact that one is an offensive <laughs> player and one is a goalie. You know, someone's got to feed the right wing and that's got to be, you know, based on their uh, you know, not necessary. I think they're I think they're 14 and 14 at the moment. So I mean 50 is not bad. 50 50. It's not a majority or a minority. It's not it's an equalizer. <laughs> it's an equalizer. Uh, you got to think though, if you're historically losing team, you got to, your goaltending that, that guy's having a lot of, he's having a, a big day every day, big day every day. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Or a big loss. I don't know. Well, anyway, fun fact about coyotes. Here we go. Yeah. What was the fun fact? <laughs> so the interesting thing about this one is that it's, it's actually not directly a fun fact about coyotes themselves, but we were having a conversation one day about whether or not there could be like a, like a white coyote out in the wild, like one that specifically maybe like lives in. Like the Arctic coyote. Like, yes, exactly. Yeah. Like like lives in the like tundra, mm, so to speak. Yeah. Um, a, a, an area of the world I mostly know from playing a, a different computer game growing up called Tiberian Sun. Ah, uh, Tiberian Sun. Great. Command and Conquer Tiberian Sun. It was actually an Nod versus of GDI. Fantastic. Your brain and ability to remember things is, <clears throat> it never ceases to amaze. Oh, man. I wish I've tried to find that game again, like on Steam. It's not there. I want to play. I, want, I would love to play it, you know? I know. I know. Fun. Just I'm, to go could, revisit we could, it. We could stream it. Oh, we could stream Like, would we play against each other, you think? No, definitely not. No, okay. All right. That's how it works. Okay. We're the coyotes. We're the coyotes. Yes. Popcorn culture is supported by Arena Club. Okay, so you guys know that I love trading card games and that me and Ben are big time collectors of Pokemon cards. You know, it's that childhood fantasy of finally being able to use adult money to buy those highly coveted rares of our youth. And like, even in our office, we have not one, but two full display cases with some of our all time favorite rarest cards that we've pulled. But something... I did not know existed when I was a kid in my youth was the grading process for trading cards or sports cards or whatever you're collecting. You know, to me, it was just like a rare Charizard is a rare Charizard. Like it doesn't, it doesn't matter if it's been hanging out in my pocket with my lucky paper clip. Turns out it does matter and kind of a lot because if you get your cards professionally graded, it can add huge value. And then not only that, but once they're graded, they will like seal them in that pristine condition inside of a plastic case or what's known in the industry as a slab. And that's where Arena Club steps in because it's like buying a booster pack, but it's for a pre-graded card. 
Now, I know that can take like maybe a second to wrap your head around because you're opening physical cards on a digital platform, which means you open the pack online and see your polls where they can be added to your showroom for the world to see. But you can also request them to be sent to you at any time. So they have got a ton of pre-graded cards and then you will get to randomly open one and then they'll keep it for you or they can send it to you or you can just like sell it or trade it online or whatever you want to do. But whether you're buying, selling, trading or displaying, Arena Club is the card collecting platform you have got to check out. And right now you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash pop pop, which wow, that is a crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's like $40 right there. Anyway, that's arenaclub.com slash pop pop for 10% off your first purchase. Popcorn Culture is sponsored by Shopify. Y'all are likely aware of the fact that we have our very own Shopify store, Carlin Brothers Mercantile. And it's hard to imagine not having it now, but arriving at the decision to open our own web store was a big one. In fact, we started our journey on the interweb back in 2012 and didn't finally open up shop until 2018. And a huge part of that is just not knowing where to start, but that's where Shopify steps in. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business, which is a fancy way of saying it's a really easy and effective way to start an online business, no matter if you're operating out of your garage or have like a whole building or three or something. Once we were set up, our biggest concern was trying a new product only to discover no one was interested in it. But Shopify is powered with so many reports, more than you can even imagine. And this is so handy because it allows us to use data to better provide what folks are actually interested in. It's so easy to use, but even if you do find yourself caught in a jam, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Sign up for a $1 per month trial at shopify.com slash pop pop. That's all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash pop pop now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash pop pop. Okay, so I was trying to find I was trying to find out if there is in fact white coyotes and where they may live and if there was any like special circumstances about them. And it actually took me down a different path that was equally as fascinating. So I'm going to credit coyotes with this discovery which is what is referred to as spirit bears. Okay. Wait, okay. Spirit bears. Spirit bears. As in bears. As Battlestar Galactica. I gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So the very interesting thing about spirit bears. Connect some dots for me here. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Okay. So spirit bears, uh, they live in kind of like an area of Canada that is like forested, but they are completely white bears. Okay. Okay. So let me. So when you say spirit bears, you're talking about this is a physical bear. This is a physical bear. It's a physical spirit bear. It's a physical spirit bear. Physical spirit bear is a type of white bear that lives in Canada. It is a type of black bear that is white. Okay. Okay. Which I think is like part of what makes it so very interesting. Okay. Is that it's, it, it is a black bear, but these are like a specific strain of the black bear that is white. So it's like, it's not even, it, it is a black bear. It is white. It is not a polar bear. It is a spirit bear. Okay. That is all, that is all the clarifiers. Okay. Which, so it's very I've interesting. I've never heard of spirit bears. I know that I hadn't either. That's why I'm telling you about it right now. Amazing. So what's so cool about it though, when you see pictures of them, there's like, you know, it's like this like white bear, just like in, 
in like thicket, you know, like when you see polar bears, you see them usually like in snow. Yeah. Tundra, <clears throat> like we were saying before, you know, where you typically expect that type of thing where, right. you know, it helps them survive by by camouflage but so where where the spirit bear lives is not like typically icy no. not typically white no interesting and, and so that's the thing so there's like a lot of it, it there's like a very like a lot of um spiritual connections to these bears mm. and the one that i thought that was the most interesting is that uh legend has it that the raven the creator made every 10th black bear on one island white as a reminder of the last ice age which was ten thousand years ago um it's also according to native legends that spirit bears could swim deep underwater and lead people to magical places well this sounds i mean we gotta go we gotta meet some bears like i mean if you're one in ten sounds way too high it it does seem kind of high it does seem kind of high but like it would still be kind of a remarkable thing to run into a like an actually just like white bear yeah that wasn't a polar bear that wasn't a polar bear yeah which would also be a very interesting thing to do as long as you're like from a safe distance yeah right yeah i understand that polar bear is kind of vicious yes 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 indeed um so anyway, I thought that this was just something. I, it was so fascinating to me that this existed. I never knew it. Uh, and I, now I need to learn more and investigate more about spirit bears. Um, because if a spirit bear is your spirit animal, it's like such a good, such a good. Re- like, so like now, maybe, let me ask, is okay. it is it the case that like spirit bears reproduce with each other? Or is it just that like when black bears are reproducing, sometimes one's white? That's a very good question. Okay. I, I, I believe that a spirit bear could reproduce with a black bear, like without there being any like, uh, um, unusualness about like they, they, they persist. Is that the right word? Yeah. Like they continue to be so somehow, some way that is, that is the case that it is happening, but it seems like it's it, like, they're also not referring to them as albino, right? It's not like albino. It's not like an albino, black okay. bear, which would be white, which it's is like, okay. there's like a, like a enough of a steady occurrence of these that they are like a known thing to exist. So like, I guess I'm, I'm wondering like if two spirit bears mate, do you end up with a third spirit bear? Or could you just get regular black bear again? Muggle bear. Muggle, muggle yeah. bear, a muggle bear, non magic bears, non magic bears, exactly. <laughs> that's a that's a incredible. We'll circle back. We'll yeah, circle back. If anybody out there knows more spirit about spirit squibs, bears, as it were, <laughs> squib bears. We're getting there. We're getting there. Um. Anyway, but if you would like, if people in the future are like, "What is your spirit animal?" I I now authorize you and encourage you to say spirit bear. My spirit animal be like, is spirit bear. Do you mean do you mean bear? And you'd be like, no no no, I mean spirit bear. And right. Be like, well, it's a spirit animal. You don't have to like add the spirit yourself. No, it's, it's like a spirit it, spirit. Let me let me assure you, you don't understand the magic of the spirit bear. <laughs> and now I'm going to tell you all about it. Right. You've and been I, you thought you were going to lure me into a conversation about spirit animals. And instead, I'm going to lure I'm going to trap you into a conversation about spirit bears. There's nothing better. Yeah, there's not. It, this is like this is like <clears throat> universal advice. So, like, I always tell people if you if you like, it's want a spirit to, bear trap. It's a spirit <laughs> bear trap. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Ah, oh, I love it. Oh. Um, I always tell my, my advice to everybody is if you want to like communicate with people that you don't know, it's always great to compliment their shoes. Mm. It, it's like a very, um, it's a very personal thing that every single person wears every single day, but for the most part. Um, and it's, it's like a, it's, it's like such a, like people feel honored if you're like, I love those shoes. And so it's like, the thing is, is that very frequently I do love the shoes. Yeah. Um, and so that's, it's not like me saying, or no, it is exactly like when I say good question. 
I'm so surprised you asked. Yeah. I truly mean that. Right. Um, and the same thing. So like if I compliment your shoes, I'm not just saying it because it is like a, like an easy way to like, you know, communicate with another human right. being. It's my advice for your, for you to have an easy way to communicate, but I only mean it. Precisely. Yeah. Right. Right. Mine, if, if I compliment your shoes, you earned it. If other people, you gotta be leery of them. You gotta. You gotta you, they might have well, just heard. The, they might be listeners of the pop. They they could be. They could yeah. be. Yeah. And then you and then you'll know. But that's also a nice tell. It's <clears> like, <throat> love your shoes. Someone says that to you, and you're like, hold up. If I were to say pop pop, what would that mean to you? And yeah. they would be like, the one true host. And they'd be like, we're instant best friends. Yeah. This is all working out so well. Mm-hmm. I'm so excited for these people. <laughs> like, what could be better than helping two people become friends? Uh, very exciting. But the other the other piece of advice that I can now freely give to the world is that when asked your spirit animal, you should say spirit bear. Spirit bear. And then explain what a spirit bear what is. What a spirit bear is. Anyway, now fun fact about coyotes, because I, I couldn't... <laughs> we just, I, we just I, I keep couldn't, going. <laughs> I, couldn't not, I couldn't not have a, uh, a fun fact about coyotes. And this particular one was submitted to me by uh, Julia, who was from Texas. But it is a baby coyote is called a whelp a whelp a whelp a whelp with like yeah i i appreciate that you recognize the mm-hmm. h oh, i could hear it yeah yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. It's, a, it's a whelp it's a whelp. a whelp it sounds like the sound they make yeah like sort of those, does. Uh, those baby coyotes are sort of whelping over there yeah yeah, yeah. it also reminds <clears throat> me of the word like whelp like you know well, as if you're like whelp that's more, is, probably, that, is that not more of a w-e-l-p that is more of a w-e-l-p mm, okay. but i still well, like the word all the same right yeah they're they're in the same like side of the uh well venn diagram different ways of saying well yeah you know they like they're both over there with like whelp mm-hmm. yes yeah, okay yeah, yeah um so anyway fun fact about coyotes very fun that's very fun you know it occurs to me now that we're we're sort of we're bringing up arizona coyote players and stuff it feels to me like a really a a place that is in desperate need of some gma stickers has got to be the home ice of the arizona coyotes it does seem like amongst there must be some people in arizona with seeds and ticks who listen to the pop or at least who can at least go to a game. Surely. Right. Surely. Surely. So we, yeah, there you go. Bingo card. That's a, Oh, did we say Shirley? I think I say Shirley a lot. Um, but okay. So that's, that is a, that is a mission to send out into the universe mm. is, is if you have one of the GMA stickers that you can <clears throat> and should, uh, place it somewhere at the Arizona coyotes, um, lo- locale. Do you think, do you think it's at all possible we could get a GMA sticker into the Arizona coyotes locker room? <sighs> Ben. I don't know if there's anything that I want more in life. That it it feels I think okay, I think I think is, the little kernels can make this happen. Guys, this someone is like the, can make this happen. The, the six degrees of separation, right? Yeah. Like everybody is like, is that's the right phrase? Yeah. So everybody is like not that far. We've talked about it before, like with uh like people who are on like The Bachelor. It's like surely someone listening is related to someone who's been on The Bachelor. Somebody listening knows someone who knows someone who plays for the Arizona Pro- Coyotes. Professional hockey for the Arizona Coyotes. Exactly. Right. And all we need to do is to get them a sticker and they need to take a picture take a picture of it and then get the official Arizona Coyotes Instagram page to then share it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. We, we now we're aiming part. high. <laughs> You know what I always say? Shoot for the stars, maybe you'll hit the moon. Exactly. So I think I, <laughs> uh, like goal set. Now anything close to that will feel like a win. Exactly. <laughs> 
There we go. Right. <laughs> we can do it. We got this. We Excellent. Got this. But on the on the note of the uh, GMA stickers, we do have a quarterly contest where uh, we we invite you to participate and then take pictures of the random and cool locations where you have maybe stuck your particular sticker. And with that, we will then determine four winners per year who will win basically their very own Stanley Duck. Trophy. Stanley Duck. Let me just tell you, we were speaking with our office manager, Jordan, our Jane of all trades, um, about about trophies this week. And we are in the process of commissioning the official Stanley Duck, which will live here on the table next to me. Yes. And if you win, your name will be forever engraved into, into the, the physical Duck. the physical trophy that is like here in our space. Here in the space. Yes. But even better, you will also get sent your own personal handmade trophy by Ben Carlin. It's true. It's yeah. true. I'm, I'm, I'm co-host of the show. Hey, now master host, <laughs> master host of the show. I, yes, I am. I am like going to be making, making the trophies that go out to the, the selected winners each quarter, uh, forged from my own two bare hands, ba- spirit bare hands. Spe- <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Spirit bear Spirit heads. Precisely. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, so you will know that like the, the very thing I will. I me Ben has created for you out there. Uh, and I, I hope that you like it because I will have put, you know, just hmm. I was trying to I was going to say Think blood, sweat and tears it. into it. And yeah. then I was like, that sounds really unsanitary. Yeah. <laughs> this is guy. <laughs> I will, uh, I will no... have. Let me let me let me amend. I will have not put any blood, sweat or tears into it. <laughs> not a, not a single drop. Not a single drop. That's how much there I will care. be none that... of Ben's bodily fluids on <laughs> <laughs> in your trophy. <laughs> That is the that is the level of effort that I am putting into these, uh, and we we officially have our our very first winner that we're excited to uh, pronounce to tonight. Oh, tonight! To, yes, yeah. yeah like okay. To, to include now in this ever sacred club, the, where it, you will be immortalized into the Stanley Duck Trophy. The inaugural winner, uh, yeah, the inaugural name that will go on to the official <clears throat> Stanley Duck. You could say it. Oh, I can say it. Look okay, at you go, co-host. You know what I mean. Okay. Gotta give you something to do. Congratulations to Anna, aka SCB fan, who placed their GMA sticker oh so cleverly on a KFC sign. Big chicken. Big chicken. Big chicken. As ever, if this is a, this is a, it was this was such a well a well thought out. It's it, an inclusive, like inside joke to it, the pop. It's very multi-layered mm-hmm. and it goes back to uh, one of the, just the, I think one of the very first episodes of the pop where we call out big chicken, Be- we, where we had beef with big chicken, beef with big chicken. That's right. Well, now big chicken's about to have duck with us, I guess. I don't they know. They may just, Yeah. they may just. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, congratulations, Anna. Um, I will be constructing your trophy in the coming days. So Indeed. Um, I, I hope that you are excited to now be a part of popcorn culture history. You will be on basically on the set forever. The inaugural one. This is another fun thing. This is not I didn't learn this in math class, but another uh, little tidbit I learned in college that it's like one of my like actu- um, actuallys. Like uh, that. Oh, no. Do I you know. Um, actually? I don't. I this this is one. I feel like sometimes I do. I'm like, mm, I'm actually, uh, uh, which you'd think I would do a lot because we do a lot of fandom stuff and fandom stuff is ripe with um actuallys. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. fair. That's this fair. is this is mine. Um, is it's about the word inaugural. Okay. Okay. Inaugural is the first time it happens. Okay. 
So the phrase, anytime you see the phrase, the first annual, you know, Roanoke County Strawberry Festival or something. Oh, sure. That's inaccurate. It's not, there's no, there are no first annuals. It's just inaugural. There's no such thing. It's not annual until the second time. I see. Yes. Okay. But even with the intention of, (coughs) of recurred, recurring nature. Intent means nothing until the second one has happened. Wowzers. Yeah. So you're, yeah, I mean, you're very passionate about this. Inaugural. So if you were to go to the the first annual uh, Roanoke Strawberry Film no Strawberry Film Festival Strawberry I'm going with it, I'm going with it. <laughs> all of these movies are about fruit <laughs> <laughs> yes the Strawberry Film Festival it is a delightful place to go that's right although there is a horror segment that gets a little a little bit graphic <laughs> it's a very graphic <laughs> oh, that was so good thank you oh my god thank I'm so you. impressed <laughs> so impressed um, <clears throat> where am I going with this so it, would you not wear the commemorative t-shirt what if it mean? said first annual, I, 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 boy. Strawberry Film Festival. Look, <laughs> I would definitely point it out to people and be like, actually. You, you, would, you would, um, actually. Oh, yeah, totally. Would you do it to, like, the volunteers who are just giving their their wonderful, you know, energy to this particular event? Like, walk up to them and be like, um, actually. I don't think I would go out of my way okay, to okay. do it. But if you, someone was wearing it, <clears throat> they were like, oh, it was over the first annual. And I'd be like, did you know? Did you know? Okay. So, the real question is, is, okay, so... Alice was telling me a story the other day, and this is, the, I think I, I think I can make this segue. We'll, we'll see how well it works. Um, where she was, she ran into someone that she knew while she was picking something up at a Walmart. And while she was inside of that moment, the person immediately went into a story about how their dog was being neutered and had like a very specific set of circumstances around it. And I was like, that is like a very quick jump to that particular topic. Like to the point where I'm like, this is not small talk. You know, like this is not like you run into that person, you know, and you're like, hey, how are you? What are you up to? Like, yeah, you know, right. Kids are doing great. Whatever. Like, you know, there's like the typical exchange that you may go to. This is like, hey, how are you? It's like, oh, my dog's being neutered. And it's like, okay, yeah, 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 let's talk talk about about let's talk about that. But but when she told me about it, I was like, this is so interesting because I'm like, I wonder if this is so top of mind for this person that it is something where every person that they ran into that they knew for that like span of time where this was like the top top piece of news in their head that they were like let me tell you about my dog and their situation right now Mm. and it's like how many times can you be like telling the same story like over and over and over again yeah like in this particular manner and so i i guess as i would tie it back to your situation would be like if you were going to the the first ever uh first annual strawberry film festival would be like if you were going from like people to people to people, like if you had like a bunch of different friends that were attending the film festival, like would you um actually in each one of those circles where you would like pop in and be like, you guys might not know this, but uh, first annual is not a thing. And this is this, yeah, I don't, I don't imagine it. It is. I very much am someone who like I know this isn't true, but very often I will like once I've used up like a story. Like if I told you a story about something, I'd be like, well, I can't probably tell anyone else. Oh, because you know what I mean. It's such a thing. Yeah, stumbling in on somebody, catching them in the process of telling a story that you've already been told. Exactly. It's like a very like. It's kind of like uh like hmm. I, I already I got spoilers. 
Yeah, I know what's going to happen here. Right, yeah. There's something yeah. like kind of like off about it. It's like, a little, I mean, if you're that person, if you're the person telling it, it's like, this person knows I'm using the story again. Oh my gosh. I know. They're, 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 How they're, embarrassing they're, for me. They are bearing witness. I actually, this happens very frequently in the office where like as everybody's rolling in every morning, we'll like be having a conversation about something. And so I, I like constantly feel like as I know, like uh, Riley has already heard a story that I've told. It's almost like, oh, I was just talking to Riley about this a few minutes earlier. But like, and then, and, and then it's almost like that is my authorization to like tell Riley like yeah you you don't even have, you don't have to pay attention like I I know you've already heard this story once today and also sort of like it, it feels like I'm I'm neutralizing this potential like social faux pas yeah. which is which is telling the same story again right in front of someone else right because like what would happen if you were at the at the strawberry film festival and like one of one of the people one of the circles you had already told yeah the but actually to um actually i got it um, right actually and then uh, they like walked with you over and they like saw you i'm um, actually another group mm, i see this is what you don't want to like walk up and like bring it up out of nowhere sure you know i would just have this like locked and loaded wait like if someone was like Man, i really love the shirts that that'd be like me too you just me, me too did you know that yeah, this is the thing. I would, my, I, I'm more of a did you know. Oh, I, more oh, okay, than an okay, um, okay, actual. That's yeah. like, it's it's the same thing. It, it, it is. <laughs> but it's, a, it's to me, it sounds more polite. It's like, I'm helping. Right, right, It's right, not right. like, I'm actually, you know. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah it's not yeah. that. That's, that, that is very interesting. So, very interesting. I, th- this is my, I fi- often find this is a problem I suffer though, is that I will have something I want to say, but I will just like, I'll just put it like on a shelf and be like, I'll just wait for it to come up and when it does it's there but in the meantime i'm not telling anyone <laughs> it's i know there's there is that and then the, uh, very frequently this is this is another like scb officeism is declaring how related the thing that you're about to say is mm. to uh like what you're about to say so yes like, this is every we do this single a one lot. of us will be like semi-related or somewhat related or oh related to that or mm, not related at all yeah going in a completely different direction um yeah yeah yeah, yeah. like so all of us have picked up this exact same habit of of like alerting you before i'm about to say the things i'm about to say is how relative this is to the current thing we're talking about and yes this is but everyone's doing the same thing it's like they have something they've been wanting to say and they've been waiting for the moment the conversation gets near it and now that you are they've decided that tangentially we're close enough and i can whip this off the shelf and be like okay this is only sort of related but i want to talk about this because i've been wanting to talk about it right right so the the real big thing here though is that like there is and i've had both situations I have had moments where I have had something I wanted to say and I put it on the shelf and, it, and if the moment pres- presented itself, uh, then I would I, w- I would pull it off the shelf shelf and then tell you. But I, I have also totally been that person before who was waiting for their turn to talk. Not frequently, mm-hmm. but that has happened where you're almost like and it's something that I do try to be like very cognitive of like as it's happening is like pay attention to what the people in front of you are saying like don't wait for your turn to talk like it you, you just have to like reaffix your attention right to to the right thing i i probably need that advice because every now and then i will like have something 
I want to say about a thing and the conversation will wander directly towards it. And like when, as I, as I go to speak up, someone else will interject and they'll start talking and then someone else will interject and they'll start talking. And all of a sudden we're like three miles away from where I was, I, where I wanted you. Right. Like, right. I had, no, I was, I had a thing I was going to say, and then you don't want to be like, let's back up a few. <laughs> circling just, back. Circling to back. We, yeah, to what we had. Yeah. What we had like, before. Okay. We already sort of like got rid of that conversation topic. So, okay, I guess we'll go back. Sure. I don't think anybody would actually feel that way, but, um, I, I completely understand where you're coming from where it's yeah. like, oh, I missed my window. I know I had, it. I've been waiting for like three weeks, <laughs> <laughs> three weeks. Just, just start talking at that just point. Talking. I don't care if it's out of nowhere. <laughs> tell me if you've been waiting for three weeks to tell me something. Um, considering we, we are, <clears throat> we have so many hours a week recorded just talking to each other anyway. That's true. Yeah. Don't, don't yeah. lock anything up. We can yeah. use it. That's material. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like the pop is good for that. Like, you know what? I'm going to talk about this later on the pop. Put yes. it in the notes. Put it in the notes. Oh, that's almost a guaranteed way not to talk about it sometimes. <laughs> I know. I know. We are, we, we keep elaborate notes week in, week out and then do not use them almost, yeah. almost entirely. I feel like as we've been talking another Another um, part of CastleCon has presented itself to us, Ben. Jay, how how related is this? Not I, related at you all. You know, we're gonna circle back to it. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the Strawberry Film Festival. Oh, I, I got feel you. like I feel like at CastleCon we have to have like some sort of Strawberry Film Festival going I, on. I absolutely think <laughs> yeah. we should. It's like it's like the nighttime activity. You know, it's like you guys head to the Strawberry Film Festival. It's like, yeah, we're going to watch all three strawberry movies. <laughs> <laughs> okay. anyone, anyone coming to CastleCon can submit their own strawberry movie. How, how important to you is it that the content of the Strawberry Film Festival is strawberry-based <laughs> cinema? <laughs> it only has to be semi-related. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh. <clears throat> maybe that is maybe that is how the, those are the categories that you have for the Strawberry Film right. Festival is the extent to which they are related to strawberries. <laughs> so it's like not at all related. Oh, do you this, know this is a film about anything. Do you know what do you know what you sit on to watch the movies here? What do you sit on? Straw. Because ah, there's straw everywhere. Because there's straw. Because one of one of my key conditions for uh CastleCon <coughs> is the the presence of straw. Yeah. Yeah. I, I stand by it though. I think it's really gonna be a critical, critical portion of the event. Um I've also I the, like one of the things that I've imagined more and more and more to bring up Name of the Wind for the first time in today's episode mm, is Mark that, that Cast- off your bingo card. I know. Is uh at CastleCon, I am like, this is I have never this is if you want to know how much i like name of the wind i have never cosplayed anything and i there's nothing i want to do more than to cosplay quoth oh like quoth, yeah quoth. like I, I think i'm leaning towards using the v me the, too K-V-O-T-H. i use the v the quoth. Quoth. quoth um but this is like i've actually like looked up you know like cloaks yeah and oh stuff have like you that. with yeah. lots of little pockets lots of little pockets mm-hmm. sewn in yeah and then i think like inside of the pockets this is kind of like when actors uh like use a coffee cup that doesn't have anything in it it's like part of the effect is like it being real yeah so it's like even if you don't ask me what's in all the tiny little pockets i will have stuff in the tiny pockets right and so maybe now if you've heard this and you're at CastleCon and you see me dressed up as quoth you can come up to me and be like hey can i get a person card and it'll be like in fact, As this is one of the of very fact. rare ways to get one. I have them in one of my tiny pockets. Yeah. Top it out. Person card. There you there go. You go. Made of stainless steel. 
Amazing. Nice. Amazing. Yeah. Ha- have you had that before? Have you ever wanted to cosplay anything? Have ever? I ever wanted to cosplay <clears throat> anything before? I'm doing the thing where I repeat it back so, so that I have, have time, time to think, think about, about it. Yeah. And, I'm, and then I started thinking about how I was doing it. So now it's become less effective. Let me ask you this question then. Okay. Because this is part of like what, like one of my hangups with it is like, I don't know really how to sew at mm. all and I'm not like mm. a I'm not like a particularly artistic person. So like I'm not really sure like how much of the cosplay that you're doing is like how much do you have to create yourself versus like is it okay to like source the things that you're wearing? Oh, I do not know the rules of the cosplay. I don't yeah. know either. So I, like, I, I would bet that it's not you ordered a costume. I think that it's like yes, I I agree that I don't think that you're like cosplaying. Well, I I don't mean to like set a bar in terms of like uh, determining. I, I don't mean to set this for anybody like to where if this is what you do, like that, that I'm not saying that that is a problem. Um, but I think that, yeah, like in my mind, the the first step that I've gone would be that like, it's not like I'm Iron Man. I bought like the Iron Man outfit off of Amazon and I'm cosplaying Iron Man. Like I, I in my mind, that is sort of more of like I am wearing an Iron Man costume, but it, on some level, I feel like cosplay is sort of that. So that that's where I'm at. Like where I was like, I was looking up green cloaks, yeah. to, like for quoth. Yeah. And I was like, it, um, I wonder if I can, like, can I, is it okay if I didn't make it? Like, no, I think that's okay. That's okay. Yeah. Okay. Cause it's not like a, it's not like, you know, like a, like an officially licensed, like this is his jacket. You know, like right. his, his cloak. Like, I mean, let's say the character you're cosplaying, you know, wears like a black leather jacket, you know, right. you wouldn't feel any that weird at all about just buying a black leather jacket for your cosplay. I guess that's a good. People point. aren't going to be like, did you make that leather jacket? Right. But if you went online and bought a costume from that character and part of that is I don't I, I that's, this but, seems like a bad example because it's unlikely that costumes are including leather jackets, but that's a fair point. That's a fair yeah. point. I, so, I, I yeah. suppose a portion of, of the cosplay is your interpretation. So it's sort of like, but by, by buying like the thing that is made specifically to be the costume, you are, you're buying something that is intended to be that. Whereas a cosplay might be like more, this is how I, like you have reappropriated other things to yes. be this costume. Yes. But so let me tell you how far this extends to me, because one of the other things that I've been really curious about is like on TikTok, I've seen plenty of people who have like printed to actually use Iron Man as an example, like Iron Man outfits on like 3D printers. Okay. Where you are like actually printing off like individual pieces of armor that people have actually like designed that you can print and then like sand, paint, assemble together and create an entire like Iron Man suit that you could like yeah. walk around in. And the end products are like absolutely outstanding. Like awesome. they're really, really, really cool. And This is another one where, I mean, as I'm explaining it even, and I'm realizing how absolutely complex it would be just to successfully go through the process of printing all of these dozens, if not hundreds of pieces, sanding, painting, assembling, all that type of stuff. Like clearly there's enough blood, sweat and tears going into that, uh, quite literally this time, but not in the Stanley Duck trophy (coughs) right? for sanitation reasons. Um, that the end result, if you made one, even if you didn't design the Iron Man helmet like schematic for yeah. the 3D printer to then print. Yeah. That's still that still counts. I think totally that would still count. I mean, if you're doing like something like Iron Man, I would almost think even if you just bought an Iron Man helmet, that would be 
acceptable acceptable okay i would think i mean this is the thing and i'm sure maybe maybe the more into the cosplay community you are i'm sure they'll say if you're in costume at all that's good enough <laughs> then that's great welcome to the club that's right because it doesn't feel like a i would <laughs> my guess is that the cosplay community wouldn't be like high barrier to entry no well i mean it feels, <laughs> you know, uh, my, it feels like a welcoming place it feels like an incredibly yeah. welcoming place and i think that's really like that when it what it comes down to is like any any level or form of it that you choose to commit to would probably be like met with nothing but pure enthusiasm right um but then i mean of course you see people who <clears throat> who like are professionals at this and they like go right. all out and they're they're very elaborate and stuff but i i suppose you graduate up to that you i suppose just, so you don't just start there right hmm. interesting interesting hmm. okay Okay. Maybe we'll have a cosplay uh, corner at CastleCon as well. At Cosplay Corner? Co- cosplay Corner. Everyone is just, it's just the, it's just a quoth cosplay, right? Everyone's quoth. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Can I stipulate that? Like, could that that be a rule? You could have, I mean, you could have like a, like maybe, maybe it's like a, you could have a quoth costume contest if you wanted. That's pretty cool. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Or it could just be, I mean, I encourage anyone to cosplay, whatever they want to CastleCon, you know, just to say. The more the barrier. The more the barrier. Exactly. (laughs) Oh, back to the strawberry film festival. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Guys. Okay. I feel like we're, we're reaching, we're reaching that segment of the show where we're just completely spiraling into, uh, random castle con ideas. All of which I think it's going to be It's going to be great. Uh, completely wonderful and useful. Yeah. Um, Kicking off the the second quarter of the year, yeah. there is uh, an exciting update uh, for those of you who are members of the quarterly exclusive Popcorn Culture Merch Club over on Patreon. Yeah, that's Jazzy or J or Buzzy or B. <laughs> or neither or neither. <laughs> If you, if you know, if, you, if that's your thing. Yeah, um, that's your thing. So round one is officially over at this point in time. So um, Fred the Cups are like the, the deadline has been met. We are now entering into a, a new chapter of, of this process. And new I, exclusive item. I, I have to tell you that like finding these things, doing these things is probably going to become a new favorite part of my job. Oh, yeah. Because so we, we have like we there's there's a prototype being made. There is. And there is nothing that is making me more excited than I, than the fact that I can tell people that I'm making a prototype. And, and this week we have been incommunicado with the prototypers. Yes, we have. Yeah, yes, we've we have been indeed. we've been picking out certain aspects of Ooh. the Love the weird. of the Q2 exclusive item. Love the way you danced around oh, it. Oh, thank you. So so good, so mm, good. Mm. Um, so guys, uh, the as soon as as soon as we have more that we can show you, we will have information on that. But never fear, there is a uh, an, an exciting new offering uh, that will be on the table very soon. Otherwise, if you have feedback for the show, you can send that to popcornculturepod at gmail.com. You can find us over on Reddit, uh, which is just r slash Reddit. Or no, r slash Reddit. r slash popcorn culture. That's the one. That's the one. <clears throat> um, where else can they find us? Uh, on Twitter at a popcast. There you go. There yeah. you go. Um, otherwise, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. As always, until next week, pop, pop. Pop.